everybody doing? All right, let's give God praise for being able to witness change lives. I lost it because I was sitting there telling Victoria, and she said, yep, yep, I'm ready. And man, I lost it. Oh my goodness. Hey, out of the mouth of babes, man. Let's give God praise one more time. That's amazing. So welcome to Freedom Church. So glad you are here today, even if it's your first time and you come in here. And I know a lot of times going to a new church, you're kind of intimidated and you're looking up and down the roads and you're thinking, man, these are some good people. They probably outsend you 10 to 1. So don't be thinking like that, okay? Listen, God is a God who loves us despite of ourselves and we're so thankful. So let's lift the roof off of this place and give Jesus Christ, Lord, and give him praise. All right. So, last week we started a series of messages. That means a series is tied together and we talk about different things each week with the same th- theme that we do. And we're talking about Adam and Eve. We're talking about the first man and first woman. Last week I talked to the men. If you were not here, uh, be sure to go and check out our website. Go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to click subscribe on that. You can keep up with that or the app or anything like that. But I talked to the men last week. And, uh, and the thing about it was is that the men I talked about is Jesus going to lead part of your life or is Jesus basically going to lead your whole life? He's going to lead you in every part of your life. And we talked about how that you need to be a man that you would man up, that you would stand up, and that you would own up in every avenue of your life. So if you men are here and you were here last week and I didn't run you off and you come back, ladies, let's give all the men in the house a hand, of, a hand of clap of praise. Thank you, men. Today, before I jump in on this installment, talking to the ladies, this week, we were traveling, and I went to, uh, to witness a uh, friend of mine's daughter's wedding. They've been a, life, a long-time friends of ours. And we were traveling, and I was in an airport. And I had a situation happen to me that's really never happened to me before. And the thing about it is, before I jump into telling you the situation, this is what happened. Now, well, I'm going to show you a picture here, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with the picture. All right, here you go. Put the picture up. Here we go. Now, ladies, don't be lusting after the guy's belly. I don't need you doing that in the house of the Lord. That would not be good. That's really not what I'm wanting to show you. What do you see happening there? Okay, there's a lady behind it. What else do you see that something may be wrong with the picture? The men's bathroom. So here I am. I'm coming out of the men's bathroom, and this lady here, she's done all the way in the bathroom. And I said, oh, excuse me, ma'am. This is a man. She said, I know it. And she just kept right on walking. I'm so glad that I wasn't in there with my britches down. <laughs> and I thought, wow. And I couldn't believe it. So here, here's the point I want to make, okay? This is not to bash men, men, women, nothing like that. What I want you to get today, ladies, is that you don't be a woman trying to be a man or a man trying to be a woman or anything like that. All men and all women are created in the image of Almighty God. You are beautiful. He knits you together in your mother's womb. And if you don't live out how God created you to be, you would have been better not to be born. But if you are born and you are breathing, you're under the sound of my voice, either online or here, if you will run after the heart of God for who God created you to be, you will experience a destiny unlike you can ever imagine. So let's give it up for all of those who have been created in the likeness of God. Give it up. 
So, with that being said, this week it's the lady's turn from the perspective of Eve. Men, you and I know that women are complex beings. Can you say amen? Amen. Be careful how you say amen, especially if your wife's sitting beside you. If you said that with a little oomph, or with a little anger, or with an elbow, I'm glad I'm not going home with you, with your wife. Okay, I'm glad I'll stay with my wife. Anyway, ladies, let me ask you a question. Don't you agree, ladies, that it is tough being a woman? Would you say amen? amen? It's tough being a woman because it's been said it's a man's world, right? You've heard that before. You know, it's a man's world. It's a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing. Nothing. Without a woman or a girl. Right? I ain't James Brown, but he said it best, right? But there's really just a couple of things that you need to know about a woman. If you figure that out, please let us know. Right? So, after being married to the love of my life, for almost be 35 years this year, okay? Praise God for that. Praise God for that. We ain't really ever thought about divorce. We thought about murder a time or two, but you know. But anyway, we raised three daughters. I have a question. In my house, the only testosterone besides mine was my collie dog named Rhett. Okay? So, with that being said, why are women so emotional. Think about it. Why are women so emotional? Some women are emotional all the time. What did I say? I heard the men saying it, not the women. (laughs) Did you get that? Did you notice that? All the time. So, why is it? Take ownership of it, ladies, because that's the way God made you to be. That's the way he made you to be. Every one of you. And so, with that being said today, Here's the big idea. If you don't, I don't want you to miss this. Don't allow the emotional to trump the biblical. Don't allow the emotional to trump the biblical. You say, what do you mean? If you're not careful, ladies, you will allow the emotional to supersede that which God says in his word about you. Your emotions will do that. So we don't want that to happen. Emotions will end up ruling everything and it will end up controlling your life. And God didn't make you to allow you to be able to do that. So let's take and let's look, if you want to, to pull that outline you've got when you come in or turn on your phone or turn in your Bible, wherever you want to do. But let's look at Genesis 1 and verse 27. It says, so God created human beings in his own, what? Shout the word out. Image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So God created male and female in his image. They are the pinnacle of God's creation. Neither sex is exalted over the other sex or depreciated to one another. However, either sex 
are made different. That's what I want you to understand. So we look at Adam and we went through it last week and we talked about how that Adam named all the, named all the animals and there wasn't any like him. And next thing you know, God made Eve from a rib from his side and put him to sleep in chapter three, but then in, in chapter two. And then this happens in chapter three where Eve moves forward in a conversation with the enemy, Satan. It says the serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. Now, there's a question that's it's bringing about creating doubt here. Did God really say, Satan represents here to Eve. Let me tell you what Eve, you're doing, Eve, God is doing to you, Eve. God is holding out on you. Eve was told what was right, but she failed in the temptation to believe that which was wrong. She allowed the emotional side of her to supersede the biblical side of what she had been taught as being beside Adam in the garden and what they were to do. In other words, is she believed what she felt over facts. And that's what happened so many times, what she was told. So no doubt, Adam gave the down low on the garden of how they were to dress it and how they were to keep it from God. So Satan's temptation won over Eve in this moment, basically letting her know, you're missing out. That's what the enemy does. He makes you think that you're missing out. So she eats the fruit, Adam eats the fruit, and humanity has been paying for this ever since the garden. I hope you understand that. If you do, say yes. Satan led her to basically find her identity, grab this, and what she didn't have. And that's what we see happening today, ladies. He's trying to lead you to find your identity and tempt you into that which you do not have, rather than what she had already been blessed with by God. So ladies, the women of this house here today, I want you to know there's always a lie that will come against you that feels real. And so today, I want to share some things with you. It won't be an exhaustive list, but it will be a list of things that I think you will understand when I share them with you. Because the first thing you really feel like, you feel insecure. Ladies, if you feel insecure, would you simply say yes? And when you think about being insecure, what happens a lot of times The enemy tries to mess with your heart and your mind that you're not good enough, that you don't measure up, that you feel less than. And Satan hates you and you, and he will always lie to you that you are not all that you could be. He will always dupe you. That's what the enemy does. Men deal with insecurities, but not to the level of a woman because a woman is made as an emotional creature. Satan made Eve feel very insecure in this story because of what she didn't have. And that's what he does. When you think about that, Eve lacks the one thing here that made her feel insecure. Grab this, about everything. You understand what I'm saying? 
Ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The very one thing that you feel insecure about, it wrecks everything in your environment, in your world, so to speak. There's an area that Satan tempts women to make you feel insecure, that you're not good enough, that you are less than. There's two things, listen, ladies, that's going to define you. Your patience will define you when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. Think about that. Perception is reality when you're dealing with insecurities. So insecurity hits you. So when you're thinking about insecurities, there's a few things I want to share with you that a lie feels real. And the first thing is your looks. Think about your looks. Think about this from this perspective. It's not about looking pretty, ladies. It's about feeling. You want to feel pretty, right? That's what you want to feel. Dudes don't ever come up and say, I don't feel pretty. We just never deal with that. You know, think about it. Advertising wants to make you feel, ladies, less than. That's why it's a multi-billion dollar industry. They put every ad out to make you feel less than about who you are. There's always going to be days when you're not going to feel like that you look good. That's life. And you're going to end up comparing yourself. Not if you're not careful when you're scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. and You're just having this affair with wanting to compare looking at everything else in life. And that makes you feel less than. makes you feel like you're not good enough. And the thing about it is, you become your own worst critic. So whether you're looking at social media, or you're looking at your sister, or you're looking at your neighbor, or this person in a cubicle at work across from you, and then you see him, you say, why is she wearing that? You say that sometimes. You think about it. Didn't dudes... Just don't deal with this kind of emotion. I don't feel pretty. Yeah, this, we just don't do that. But you do. And it's how you're wired as an emotional creature. So your looks that end up making you feel insecure. That's a lie you will buy if you're not careful. Another lie that feels real is your home. Ladies, you take pride in your homes. There's nothing wrong with that. And you look at that identity of your home. And the thing about it is, I think Pinterest is one of the worst things that they ever come out with. Dudes have no interest in Pinterest, Okay. If you're a dude and you like Pinterest, do not raise your hand. It would not be a healthy thing for you to do right now, okay? Because here's the thing about ladies, when they show Pinterest and, and they show a picture of something and they show that perfect kitchen, you're not going to be able to live up to it. They probably just built the house and they even moved into it and they show how perfect the kitchen is, especially if you have children. I had three girls. Every time my wonderful wife would make the kitchen look spectacular, three girls and all their friends would come in and five minutes later it looked like a hurricane come through. I'm serious. And the thing about it is, even if you are the person that tries to keep a clean, neat house, it's never going to be perfect. Even when your kids are grown and you're empty nesters, it's never going to be a perfect house. Somebody's always going to have something on Pinterest that looks better than what you have, and it's going to make you feel insecure. So you think about that. Don't buy that lie. Something that feels real, don't, don't buy into that. Something else is your kids. If you're not careful, ladies, you'll find your identity in your kids. You know why I know that? Because all the stickers right on your minivan. Here's your doop, 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 doop. And your dog too. You know? That's where you're at with that. And kids will do good things and you're going to feel good about it, parents. Especially the moms. And if they do something bad, if you're not careful, you feel like a failure. Understand this, one day they're going to leave and what are you going to do? Where's your identity going to be at then? 
and, and maybe you don't have kids, but you're obsessed with having kids. Listen, stop feeling insecure about that. You got to be secure in your security with Jesus Christ. Your identity is not in your kids. It's not in your home. It's not in your looks. And I'll tell you this, it's not in your relationships. You say, what do you mean by that, pastor? Listen, it's all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Single ladies, you might feel like you're less than. If you're single, sometimes you might think it feels like a curse. You know what Paul said? He, was, he wrote a whole lot of the New Testament. He said, singleness is a gift. So don't look down on yourself. You may be tempted by the enemy that you aren't good looking enough or you don't dress good enough. And listen to me right now. Understand what I'm going to say. The fashion world is going to tell you that you're not skinny enough. That's just what it is. Understand that. You might think that you're too good of a Christian. Or it might be a situation where you might be tempted to think as a Sunday Christian, then when you leave here on Sunday, you go out and dress through the week to get men's attention. It's quiet in here. I could hear a pin drop. Ding. You say, what do you mean, pastor? There's a big difference in dressing attractive than dressing to attract. That's a good word right there. I don't care what nobody says. It's the truth. Listen, man, if a woman is dressing to get you to look at their body, she don't want you to see her heart. Come on now. Come on now. Is that right or not? And you say, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I looked at her and she's hot. So is hell hot. <laughs> right? Ladies, don't show your skin. Because if you do, you know what you're going to attract? Dogs. <laughs> That's what you'll do. I'm just telling you right now. Single ladies, if you start dating a guy and he says, if you love me, you'll go all the way. No, no, no. Don't listen to that. If he loves you and he respects you and he puts you first on his list under Jesus Christ, he won't lead you to the bedroom. He'll lead you away from the bedroom till he leads you up the aisle to matrimony. That's what he'll do. You got to be careful about those kind of things. No doubt it's hard when you're single, ladies, I, I get that. I hear it. You know, you, you might be a young lady and you dread going to family gatherings. You know why you dread it? Because Aunt Betsy always says, when are you going to get married, honey? <laughs> they always do that, don't they? Case in point. I, one of my nieces here just about a month or so ago, we were at their house. I sat down beside her. And I looked over at her and I said, who are you dating now? The whole temperature of the room dropped. I felt like a heel. And I just wanted to go get a Sharpie and say, here, write D-U-M-B across my forehead. Because we were all the time trying to either mate somebody, get them to be a mate, and all that kind of stuff. But listen to me, I want you to understand that, that I did that recently. But maybe you're divorced. Or maybe... And if you are, Satan will begin to tell you that you're not good enough. Listen to me. You're not damaged goods because you've went through something like that. Yes, divorce is a sin. Very clear in the scripture. But listen, that's a forgivable sin. 
You're not damaged goods, so don't feel like that you are. But maybe you're married and your husband won't come to church. And you begin to beat yourself up. Don't feel less than, ladies, because your husband is not coming to church with you. Love him. Do not condemn him. Be a person that's going to let him know that, you know what? I am going to pray for you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to be like Jesus to you. And then you let Jesus deal with his heart. Are you with me? Ladies, say yes. Something else I think that, that feels real to you. And maybe it's your career. See, in this day and time, there's a lot of women that are working. And it's okay to work outside the home. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, a man's work is from son to son, and a, work, a woman's work is never done. done. I hope you get that, gentlemen. I hope you get that. I had a friend of mine for years. He had three daughters like we did. And his wife was a, was, a, was a doctor. She was a specialist. And they made the decision in her home when they were both trying to work outside the home that he would be super dad to be at home. And it was a lot. It was hard work. He told me how hard it was. He's with his wife, Terry, was doing it. But he chose to do it, and he worked hard. And that's how they worked out in their relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. And I want to say thank you to all the hardworking women for all you do to make a difference and contribute greatly to our society. We need you. Give them a hand, gentlemen. Give them a hand. Another lie that feels real is maybe your religion. You say, what do you mean by that? It's a myth that godly women have it all together. That's a myth. If you agree with me that you have it all together and you're a Christian lady trying your best, if you agree with me you don't have it all together, will you just say amen, ladies? Because when you think about it, you deal with a lot of stress. You deal with a lot of worry. You deal with anxiety. You, you deal with the fact that you don't have perfect kids. You wish that they were. And because you serve Jesus, that you love Jesus, does not make you perfect like Jesus. Don't let your mistakes and sins and things that you mess up on begin to be that load that you're carrying and make you insecure enough that you almost throw the towel in on God or you just give up on God. None of us are perfect. He says, be ye perfect in the Lord, not in myself. we got to be perfect in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is all of us. Nobody's perfect. Just keep your eyes, ladies, on Jesus, the perfect one. I hope you get that. Don't throw in a towel. Don't give up. But I think a, a big one here is, is really, this is it, a, a lie that feels real. And that's your past. Think about that for a moment. Stop living in the past. Because if you live in the past, it is going to keep you from the future that God created you to be able to have. Listen, really women can be described in two words, tired and fatigued. That's just what it boils down, frustrated. You have a lot of hats to wear, and I want you to know that. And I hope that the men here in this house recognizes that. But you also put a lot of expectations upon yourselves, and you don't need to do that. And lastly, you can't stand not being in control, ladies. Can I get a witness? You like being in control. Control freaks, super freak, you know. You love that. And things don't go like that. It just kind of wrecks your world, you know. But you get that way. Listen to me, ladies. You're going to say I'm meddling, but you really do get that way by being insecure. Trying to be in control. Believing you're less than. Believing lies that are not even real. And when you stop finding your identity 
and what's going on around you and start finding your identity and your relationship of Jesus who lives inside of you, everything will begin to change. It'll just simply begin to change. I hope you follow what I'm saying. But here, I want to talk about the truth. And when you understand the enemy is trying to do everything he can to attack your relationship with Jesus, you've got to learn to defeat your enemy through your relationship with Jesus. That's how you do it. You learn how to defeat him through your relationship with Jesus. And here's what I want to tell you. You're a priceless princess in Jesus Christ. That's who you are. That is the truth. You're a priceless princess, ladies, in Jesus Christ. I hope you get that. You can feel a lot of times in your heart and mind, and it can be true to this. You can feel abused. And maybe you are. You can feel used in things that's going on in your life and the people around you taking advantage of you. If, you. if you're really being abused and you're being verbally abused or you're being, God forbid, physically abused, I want to tell you something. If there's a dude in your life that's doing that, you drop him like a bad habit and you go the other direction in the name of Jesus Christ. You get away from him. He does not deserve a relationship with you if he's using you or if he's abusing you. I hope you get that. You run. And let me say this. Freedom Church is here to help you. We will not leave you alone. We will help you. You let our, let our leadership know. You let our pastors know. We are here to help you. And here's something I want you to grab. And this is for all the single ladies. Don't be missionary dating. Stop Missionary dating, you say, what do you mean, pastor? Missionary dating. Maybe you started, you see a guy, and he likes you, and you start dating him. You don't get tied up in the eros love. That's the physical attraction. Follow me, say yes. I mean, if you don't want to kiss him, you don't want to kiss him. So that means there's no eros love there, right? There's no physical attraction. But don't get pulled into that relationship so far that it, helps to be able to throw out the biblical side from the emotional side. Now, follow what I'm saying. Track with me. In other words, you don't get so tied up in the physical that you miss what God is telling you from his word. If he is not a Christian and you find that out, don't get tied up with him because he may never become a Christian. And next thing you know, if you go all the way to matrimony, and next thing you know, you find yourself in a divorce court because he never acted like Jesus and treated you like a priceless prince that you are. Do you follow what I'm saying, ladies? Say yes. yes. So read 1 Corinthians 7 this week. You'll find out that singleness is a gift. And if you decide to get married, it's marriage instructions all the way through it. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Follow it, listen to it. But don't get caught up in the eros and miss the agape love of God. Because Ephesians 5 and 25 tells us something, gentlemen. That we are to love our wives and serve her as Christ served the church and gave his life. For the church. In other words, guys, the Word of God never told a woman, a wife, that she had to die for the man. But man, we need to be dying for our wives, doing everything we can do to love them, lead them, and help them own the priceless princes of Jesus Christ that they are. She's to be the queen. Can I get a witness in the house today? There's no doubt. A lot of you ladies, if not every one of you, will agree with me, you deal with insecurities. I want you to read here in Psalm 139 as if you're reading it about you right now. This is you. 
you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Knit me together. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. He strategically made you ladies. You are priceless. And you might be saying, I don't feel like I'm priceless, Pastor. God knew that all of us would mess up. But he still loved us despite of ourselves enough that he would give his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for my sins and for yours and saying, this is how much I love you. He goes on to say, how precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. See, you weren't designed on a dime. You were strategically custom designed. You need to take ownership that you are processed. And when you feel too weak, know that you have a strong God. And whenever you feel that you aren't good enough, that you aren't pretty enough, that you aren't smart enough, that you aren't skinny enough, you just claim victory in God. You're not a that you are more than enough, that you are unique, that you are special, that you are processed. You are complete 110% in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's what you are. The list I shared here is not an exhaustive list, but there may be one or more areas of this that you feel like you're falling apart. And I'm sorry if that's how you feel, but I want you to take a look here at what Paul told the church at Colossae in chapter 1, verse 17. It says, he existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. I want you to concentrate on that part. He holds all creation together. So if there's something in our lives that's falling apart, ladies, it's because it's not in Christ. It's not in Christ. To get beyond the lies and believe the truth, you have to let the spiritual supersede the emotional through facts over feelings. That's what you have to do. So if you allow how you feel to continue dictating the direction of your life, you're always going to be on this emotional roller coaster that will never, ever end. When you submit those emotions that you have of your life to the Holy Spirit of God, you'll know your process and you'll know you're complete no matter what you face in any given day in your life. So you don't allow the identity of your circumstances to ever control your life. You don't allow your past to rob you of your future. God is standing in your future, ladies, and he's saying, come on, this is where I created you to go. Don't miss it for this world, for anything. Don't buy the lies, ladies. Because if you do, you miss out on the destiny that God created you to have. Would you bow your heads with me? Ladies, it's time you crawl over your history to claim your destiny. 
you have everything you need in Jesus Christ. So, I want to ask you, ladies, if you will admit that you've been believing lies that feels real today, and anything I've talked about or anything else, I want to, I want to ask you to be bold, and I'm going to ask you to be courageous. And if there's something you've been buying and the enemy's made you feel insecure, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right where you're at. Don't sit down if you do. You're sitting here on the premises without claiming the promises of God. There's, this is a no-judgment zone. It's a no-judgment zone. Stand to your feet right where you're at. If you're saying, if you're sitting, you're saying you have no insecurities whatsoever. You're absolutely secure in your relationship with Christ. Praise God. Thank you for doing this. This is a mighty move of God right now to do something in you, through you, for the world around you. And you're going to become that priceless princess that God created you to be. God bless every one of you. Now, here's what I want you to do. Ladies, I want you to realize that everything is available to you and everything you need through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You will, and when you focus on that relationship with Jesus, you won't have time to be tempted and to focus on what you don't have. You just focus on your relationship with Jesus. So today, would you just simply pray to the Lord and tell the Lord, say, Lord Jesus, this is a day of surrender in my heart. Just let him know that. Pray in your heart right where you're at. Today, I'm surrendering my heart to you. I don't want to control things. I don't want to live in insecurity. Jesus, I want to live secure as your princess, as you gave your life for me. Would you tell him, say, please forgive me for ever taking my eyes off of you and believing in that which I'm tempted with that I don't have. But let the Lord Jesus know, say, Lord Jesus, I have everything in you. I can not only have a wonderful life now, but a wonderful life one day in heaven, in a mansion of gold, gates of pearl forever in your presence the one who gave me breath and life and forgave you my sins so maybe you need to ask right now forgive me Lord for sin in my life there's mistakes in my life the things I'm hanging on to in my life the person I have a grudge against the person that seems to jab at me and make me makes it makes me feel insecure whether it's a man or a family member or a co-worker or a neighbor and that person on social media Say, Jesus, forgive me. Because every time I put my eyes on them, I take my eyes off of you. You are my king. You are my redeemer. You are my Lord. You are my savior. Jesus, you are my security. May that be your prayer today. Now, as I talk to everybody here, Maybe as you would all just stand to your feet, I'd appreciate it very much if everyone would stand. Maybe today is your day of surrender and you've never surrendered your heart to him. You will never be able to live out the life that Jesus created you to live unless Jesus is leading your life. So as you bow your heads and you close your eyes, what happens is Jesus came down the stairway of heaven, God's only son. He was tempted in all the ways that we were tempted, yet he never sinned. 
And he went to a cross to die for all of our wrongdoing, which is sin, missing the mark. His sinless life took care of everybody's sin debt. And because he did that, today, if you will call on him in your heart, you can make Jesus the Lord of your life. Because Jesus is either Lord of your life or he's not Lord at all in your life. And I know and believe with all my heart as you are here today, you are showing evidence that you would like to see God do something in your life as a man or a woman or as a husband or wife or a student or wherever you're at in life. So if that's you and you feel him knocking on your heart, reach toward heaven and let me know and just God know, that's me, Pastor. I need to give my life to him. Just shoot your hand up right where you're at and say, I need to give my heart to Jesus today. Just shoot your hand up real quickly. You know, God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Be bold. Don't worry about it. I see that hand. God bless you. I see your hand there. God bless you. Anyone else? Just shoot your hand up and say, I need to give my heart to Jesus today. He's knocking on my heart. If you put your hand up, you can, you can take your hand back down. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Just I see that hand. All right, anyone else? Just in this special moment, say, you know what? I need, I need God in my life today. I need him in my life. All right. I want to help you to pray. It's your prayer that will make the difference. Did you just tell him, say, Lord, I want to invite you in my very heart today. I want to get real with you, God. I don't want to live like I've lived. I don't want to live insecure. I don't want to live in my sin. I don't want to live without the very direction that you can give my life and the peace and the love and joy. Just tell him that. So right now, I admit that I'm a sinner. haven't always done things right. And I want to ask you, as I believe that you gave your life for my sins, I want to ask you to forgive me of my sins. I want to surrender my life to you. And I want to ask you to be Lord of my life. I ask you, Jesus, to save my soul. My life is yours. If you prayed that from your heart being convicted and you meant it from the depths of your soul, at this moment, you know that peace has come into your soul unlike never before. You felt that, that everything left you. That is the forgiveness of the Son of God. Thank Him for that right where you're at and give Him glory and honor. And He's going to give you the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will go with you even to the end of this world. So thank Him for that. Father, we love you and thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the souls you saved. Make, thank you for these priceless princesses all across this auditorium online. God, that you've touched their life, that their security is in you. So we love you and we praise you for these lives that have been changed. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouts. Amen. Let's give him praise in the house today. All right. Now, don't take off. We've got just a, just a few more minutes. We're going to be done. But uh, I want to say to you, if, if you gave your life to Christ and you lift your hand, I'll be at Next Steps right after this. Come and see me. We'll want to commemorate this day. We have something for you. Love to do that. 
Uh, but also next week, you don't want to miss talking about communicating through change. It's going to be a great word for you. You don't want to miss that. Be sure to bring somebody with you. Invite somebody. How many of you know somebody needs a church family? Raise your hand. All right. All right. All right. That's good. Now, we're going to talk about Greatest Gift just for a moment. I want to say thank you to all of you that gave to Greatest Gift. We've been doing this probably for 15 years, and it's where that the church family, if you're not, you don't consider it your church family, you can just check out on this part right here. But we thank God that we have been able to, to do this for all these years where we give above our regular giving to be able to help uh, different missions. Uh, locally, globally, and everywhere in between, because we exist as a church to reach people to know God. So the audacious godly goal this year was 75K. And you know what's amazing? We shared a number last service, and it changed to this service. That's how good God is. So our goal was 75K, and I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you did. So let's get ready to lift the roof off this place as we celebrate. Here we go. Three, two, one. Here we go, people. There we go. Give God praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you that we get to reach out. And you know, uh, um, people still continue to give. And if that's you and you want to do that and we'll blow through it, we'll even let church know if we blow through it. But anyway, thank you that we get to help a lot of entities and, and make a big difference in the area of this. God bless you. Go commercials today. Pastor Caleb.